Welcome. This is Tim Mashon with the voice of Camp Nathaniel. You know, we've been bouncing back and forth this question about what is the real reason for the season? What's the reason for the season? What does Christmas actually mean? What's the meaning of Christmas? And we've had some different things we talked about. We talked about why Christ came and who Christ is and his purpose for coming and everything else under the sun. I keep bringing it back to this same question. Okay, and here's the question. Are you ready for the question? The question that really I'm trying to get around to you is, what is the true meaning of Christmas? What's Christmas really about? Now, I said originally a couple days ago in part one that I could go through and ask, you know, 20 different people what their idea of Christmas was. They each have their own little idea, their own little thoughts. You know, some may say it's about Christ's birthday. Some may say it's about presents and, you know, trees and get-togethers and food and all the rest of this stuff. But I want to know, what is the real reason? What is the true meaning of Christmas? What is Christmas all about? What does Christmas show us? What's it demonstrate to us? I'm not wanting to know things about Christmas or things associated with Christmas. I want to know what it is that Christmas is truly all about. If you describe Christmas in one word, what word would you use? Believe it or not, I had to actually think for a few moments when I asked myself this question. But it didn't take long for it to go ding. We understand exactly what the answer to that question was. You see, this whole idea of Christmas and what God has done for all of us falls back to one word, and that's love. Now, not just any kind of love, but God's love for us. You know, I've been asked before why preachers always talk about love and unity and all the rest of this stuff. I asked somebody one day, say, hey, you know, you guys always sit around talking about love. Why is that? The truth of the matter is, everything we are and know and should do as Christians is based on God's love. The love he demonstrated towards us should be the same love we demonstrate towards each other. If we go back to John 3, 16, and just take the very opening part of that verse, we all know these words very well. The verse starts off and says, For God so loved the world. So why did Christ come as a babe in the manger? Why did God reveal himself to all mankind through his son and through creation and through his chosen people, Israel? Why is God not slack in keeping his promises? Why is God so faithful to us even when we don't deserve it? And the truth of the matter is, we have never deserved it. The answer to all those questions is because he loves us so much. I got a little passage of scripture I want to read. I want you to listen very carefully to what it says. I'm going to try to emphasize certain words as I go through here. It comes out of 1 John chapter 4, verses 7-21. It says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God towards us, 
because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Wherein is love? Not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Whereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Heron is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. You know, there are many Christian people out there, and to be honest with you, I can sit here and tell you I have a hard time getting along with. I've been told sometimes that I'm a little too conservative. I've been told sometimes I don't look the part of a, of a Christian. I have that, that Tim look on my face all the time. I'm not sure what that Tim look is, but it must be a real humdinger. I've been told that I'm two point blank. But the thing of it is, I can tolerate most of them. And most of them tolerate me. And the ones I have a hard time with, I give them to the Lord. And I'm sure the ones that have a hard time with me, give me over to the Lord as well. Most of the time I can work with Christians, even though they're not all my cup of tea. However, no matter what happens in the end, all these Christians that maybe rub me the wrong way a little bit, or we kind of bump and, and step on each toes a little bit, they're all my brothers and sisters in Christ. And because I love the Lord... Because he loves me, I have to love them. And there are times in life that takes a lot of work. We need to understand something. And when we truly set ourselves aside and reach out to those that do things a little differently than we do, we aren't just being good little Christians. We're being good little witnesses for God. This is how God also reveals himself to mankind is by how we treat each other as Christians. Remember 1 John 4, 13 and 14 said this, Whereby know ye that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world.
And how do we testify that the Father sent the Son? By revealing God's love to the world, by the way we treat each other. You know, they look at us and don't believe that our love is real. They're not going to believe that God's love is real either. After all, we're supposedly full of God's love, but the world can tell we're faking it. And that tells the world that God's love must be fake also. This whole idea of the babe in the manger is nothing more than an excuse to spend money and get presents. So as I look at all this, I have to come to one conclusion. The real meaning of Christmas, what Christmas is really about, all falls back to that four-letter word, love. God's love towards mankind. We'll come back tomorrow and finish this up. I'll see you then.